I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. You're losing some energy, but nothing for you. You could ask yourself the question, do I feel lucky? Quit asking. I'm not going to take this anymore. This is The Brian Suits Show. Heat is a human rights issue of the 21st century, said is some idiot. Um, hey, uh, good morning. Brian Suits here on your uh, Tuesday, the 19th of July, 2022. Uh, that's a boy, a real scorcher out there. Not around here, but I just mean out there. If, if what you mean is, you know, that it's July in the Northern Hemisphere. Freezing in Australia right now, though. What's that about? Uh, I've done some research. AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right way traffic. It will start the actual show. AM 770 KTTH. Here. Good morning, everybody. And uh, producer Greg, uh, well, what do you think of that uh, home run derby? I watched uh, nearly every minute of it last night. There were high highs and low lows. That Albert Pujols can hit still. I mean, his entire arc, you know, kind of reinventing himself at the Angels and then going to the Doyers for a season or two. Now he's going to retire with the, as a Cardinal. He's but quite the athletic it's a, specimen. It's the way it sh- and how, how old is he now? Older than dirt in MLB years. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I watched a couple of his ABs. That's uh, at baseball oh. for for those, for the uninitiated. And uh, man, that dude can still hit. But how about that up and comer? You know, I've really been watching this one kid for the Mariners. It's this uh, Jalio Rodriguez. Yeah, that's the right pronunciation. That's right. wow. You, you serve him. You serve him up some. Uh, some hanging curveballs, and and uh, I mean, you know, any hitter should be able to just knock them out. Their home run. It really boils down to who bats last. That's and Here's that's my why problem. Juan Soto won because he bat after Julio, Julio Rodriguez. Here's my problem with the home run derby. And all of a sudden, after not caring for twenty years, I care now, and I am <laughs> the authority uh, when it comes to this event. Uh, really annoying rules. Okay. Kinda. What happens is if you hit two home runs over 440 feet, you get extra time on the clock to hit more. I think that is a stupid rule because it's why? incentive. Look it up. No. A home run is a home run is a home run. During the three-point contest in the NBA, they don't go, well, if you if you make one from half court, we'll give you 30. No, well, it's a three-point shot. They should. And so Julio loses, penalized because he doesn't hit two over 440 feet so his competitor gets extra time and is allowed to to win the competition banker here's I, a, i'm outraged thank you sports here's, with a little, Z. <laughs> here's a little bit of that he keeps going he's down on the knee he's got it that is flipped sky high and juan soto is your 2022 home run derby champion and he wanted to be darn sure of it darn sure it stays in the national league and- and, you know, so he's he's 23. Julio Rodriguez is 22. These these dudes, barring injury, uh, they're going to be in the show for a while. 
and the guy see who this won, next year and the next year and the next year. Soto is making somewhere around like seventeen million dollars this year, and he rejected four hundred forty million from the he, he you know he yeah. wants to leave the Nationals. So there's your next Yankee. Julio Rodriguez is making the league minimum seven hundred seventy thousand. If he would have won last night, he would have got a million dollar prize more than his yeah. yearly salary as of now. Well, so apparently uh, incentives don't matter to some people. No, absolutely Jeez, not. Why are they in the game? Um, you know, and one final note on this. He'll be a great Yankee. Shut up. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. had to present the trophy to the winner last night, adding insult to injury. It would have been an amazing passing of the baton between two Mariners, uh, but it was not meant to be, ultimately. I know him as a red. There you go again. The, he, uh, the, I guess he had some some acclaim uh, here. Uh, he had, he had a, a bit of a career here, but... Um. Uh, yeah. No. That was uh, that was fun. I not sure if I'll even watch any of the All Star game tonight. Oh, I'll watch the the first two innings. I'll watch the starting pitch. It's the best All Star game of the three major sports. Football is garbage when the Pro Bowl comes around. Oh, I know. Basketball. Nobody's playing especially, defense, especially since the NFL does the Pro Bowl in between the conference championships. And the Super Bowl, so it's none of the Super Bowl athletes are in the Pro Bowl. There's no way to fix but it. But then again, they what they were fixing was that absolute mail it in Pro Bowl they did after the Super Bowl, where nobody cared. But what's great about baseball is you can still play to the caliber that you're accustomed to in the All Star. And game. there's an incentive for your league. That's right. To win. Because you get the most home games in the World Series, right? Yeah, I mean, yep. there's there's sort of a, you know, there's league pride there. I always, as a kid, enjoyed watching my home team guys bat in the All-Star game and get some of that national attention. And by the way, the secret's out. Uh, Julio Rodriguez now has all the eyes of the country on him. And his spirit and his joy for the game is absolutely contagious. And in a way, if there's any consolation prize to him uh, finishing runner-up yesterday in the Home Run Derby... It's that if he had won that thing, I could already see people drawing up the $400 million contracts for him oh, yeah. to lure him away from Seattle. Photoshopping so like, pinstripes on him. <laughs> yes, right. Um, it was funny. I was watching in the lead up to the home run derby. I was watching intentional talk on ESPN and they had Julio Rodriguez wander over and talk to him. You know, I mean, it, it's so weird. They're all you, you sort of lose perspective when you watch on TV that. Some of these dudes are really big, and he's bi- he's six five. That's right, but he he's, is a he's big fairly dude. thin. He's not like an Albert Pujols, so you yeah. do get fooled. And I like you he's was like, too. whoa, he's towering above everybody over there. Yeah, uh, because Ota- he because Otani with his translator was was talking to them, and then Julio Rodriguez wandered over as Otani was wandering off. Well, Otani's a big guy, so I have that perspective. I've actually met him, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, it, it's six five. He's he is a big guy, and he's just going to be at twenty two. He's a stick, you know. Yeah. And it, for for a lot of hitters, you know, the the argument is, well, if I'm if I'm in the home run derby at twenty two, what muscle do I have to put on? And uh, but he'll still get bigger. He'll he'll lift and and all that, but he'll be a big person without steroids. And a lot of players from the Dominican Republic uh, in that competition last night, including Julio and Juan Soto, I believe, who won. And uh, how did and, how did you feel about this? I don't. I, I think it's probably a non-controversy, but do you like all like the Dominican flags like flying all over everybody? Oh, yeah, and stuff? yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, 
I just uh, thought, you know, you're playing in America. Like, this is the country that's given you all the dough, and I don't know. But you're you're proud of your country, totally. you know, and, and and they that is what they do in the DR is is um you know they'll sign for the price of a plane ticket to get up here and and, and play baseball. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine was single A and double A with the A's, and he said, "Yeah, those guys, sixteen, seventeen, they're like, you know, what do I, I'm getting paid? To, I'm getting three hots and a cot to play baseball in America." And whereas the American bar is, oh my God, I'm in a double tree. Oh, uh-huh. We're in an Edgewood suite in double A. We're housed in a double tree in single A. And, and, um, so they, they live and breathe, uh, baseball all day long. And then the Yankees, all these, a bunch of teams have developmental, uh, y- you know, camps in, in the DR. And, and they, they have like school, Escuela from nine to noon. And then the rest of it's, uh, all baseball. And, you know, they're obviously, if you can come to this country on that visa and make that money, you know, even AAA, AAA is pretty good money. Right. No, the the AAA, to be honest, minor league baseball was devastated by COVID. It's um, so many AA teams, so many single A teams had to shut down that it was just uh, non-viable. So I'm not sure exactly what's happening with farm systems in in the U.S. uh, right now. And. In international sports, did you see that the dollar is now worth a penny more than the euro? Uh-huh. So I think from here on out, we get to call it soccer, not football. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> uh, and and they have to measure it in yards and not meters anymore. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so, um, and so Americans are cleaning up in Europe, getting all kinds of cheap vacations. Meanwhile, the rest of the world isn't buying our stuff, so they'll be coming home to a layoff notice. Um, and then th- things will be in, in, in meters... How many liters are in a meter? Not sure. It rhymes, however. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Seats here. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Seats here. We'll uh, do a early pass at Check Your Text at uh, 630. And uh, so uh, you can text to uh, 800-465. 8770 800 um, uh, All of our local stations and the uh, Seattle Times all covering this, also in Portland, San Francisco, and L.A. Uh, in this case, Washington hospitals are far over capacity as backlogs and staff shortages add up. And it's um, there. there's one CDC guideline that says if hospital capacity is at a certain level, um, your county should declare a mask mandate as as if hospital capacity is an accurate metric of, of who, why people are coming into the hospital. Um, yesterday, I did I play this? I did play this. I'll play it again for, for context. This is the, the White House spokes hole for COVID is the former head of the Johns Hopkins University uh, School of Epidemiology and Infectious Disease, Ashish Jha. And he's he's talking about L.A. County and how they're they're mask curious. They're they're talking about reinstating a, a mask mandate as they are in Multnomah County, which is where Portland is, uh, and San Francisco. But are they doing it for the right reason? Here, here he. CDC is. has very clear guidance on this as well through their through their COVID community levels, and and the CDC recommendation is that when you're in a high zone, that sort of orange zone, as LA County is, uh, you know, people wearing masks indoors is really important, and it really will make a difference. Okay, the orange zone refers to hospital capacity. Well, uh, up here in Seattle, also, 
Uh, and the the Washington State Hospital Association uh, said yesterday, many care facilities are 120 to 130 percent full, uh, specifically hospitals. This is why they're full. It's not because of the intake. It's because of the outflow. It's because the discharging of the, patients. the discharge of recovered patients who are supposed to go to with Medicare approval to, to go to long term care facilities to recover. That's not happening for a couple of reasons. Uh, Medicare approvals uh, are very, very slow. People are sitting there fully recovered, but it's required that they're discharged to a care facility. So they're taking up a bed. It's not because the ERs are packed with people hacking up and coughing with COVID-like symptoms. The BA5 uh, variant that's out there is, you know, guess what? It's contagious like they all have been. But in like L.A. County, San Francisco County, uh, Multnomah County and here in King County, actual doctors and nurses and actual hospitals are saying, intubations are not up covid admissions are not up this is just that we can't get beds for people that need beds for a motorcycle accident and 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 they need to be intubated or you know or whatever but um this isn't a covid surge this is this is a buildup and so it's like i i don't want to make the the horrible analogy to the uh, human digestive system I'm just saying that if Medicare is the brand, <clears throat> if, if Medicare is the Metamucil, um, they're, they're not doing their job in, in getting people out. Also, at the long-term care facilities, uh, the, uh, the, the issue there is a lot of people have moved on from that. They've retired. They've gotten a better job, especially like um, an LPN, someone who's not an RN. There, there, there's, there's a couple tiers of nursing. And one of them is very transitory, and uh, uh, but you can't have a long-term care facility without people emptying bedpans. Not just the way that works. Uh, and this is this is part of the. It's it's weird that the supply chain is affecting our healthcare, but but it is. And then you have a connection to the healthcare industry. I mean, you're you were pointing out in that discussion with that person. I, I think something that a lot of people have been dealing with individually. We've been putting off routine. Uh, things that you would normally set up and see a doctor for, people have yep. been putting off. I think that's absolutely right, including uh, taking our kids to the doctor. I know some of us have dropped the ball on that a little bit. My kids are behind on their shots. I mean, everything just shut down and everything was put on hold for so long. And so we've fallen behind. I haven't had a routine checkup in, what, three years? Me, I used me to, too. I used years. to try to go in every year. I do believe that's important to get some blood work done and and stay on top of it, but I I have not. So many of us have been putting off those kind of things. I'm scratching my head a little bit as to the staff shortages issue. I dug into some of these stories online about Washington hospitals at capacity, and I couldn't really find a lot of the reasons for the staff shortages, which leads me to some speculation. Brian, do you think that's burnout from the pandemic? Well, do you think it's there's uh, a big one, and same same reason that um, uh, King County Fire, King County Sheriff, Washington State County Fire, and and, and deputies vaccine mandates. It's a big really one. yes. If, if not for that. They would have twenty percent more staff in hospitals. That that many people in healthcare, doctors and nurses said, 
Um, listen, I know I had it. Um, I, I, it's, I, I'm not going to get the vaccine, not for five years till it's more proven or whatever, but they said my choice or yeah, it was just purely ethical. And they said, no, I'm not going to be forced to take this, this new vaccine. And, and they, they moved on. They, they went to states that didn't have a vaccine mandate for healthcare and all that, but especially like at lower levels <clears throat> where people were making, you know, 12 bucks an hour. They're like, well, I got to get a vaccine and I'm only making 12 bucks an hour. I'm, I, and, and also someone in that, you know, like I say, sort of transitory job, you have trucking companies advertising on XM radio that they'll pay for your commercial driver's license. Mm-hmm. They'll pay for your <clears throat> uh, CDL instruction. You'll immediately start at like 28 bucks an hour and all that. So th- that's, that's calling a lot of people in what you'd call entry level medical care, uh, away. And you know, the, the end result is it's kind of a just in time supply system for sick people. I've talked to a number of people in the, in the medical field who were on the front lines during the pandemic. And it was very difficult, obviously, uh, to say the least, but I have to think part of this is, you know, society's view of work in a way, has kind of fundamentally changed. I don't know if we'll ever go back to the way it was before the pandemic. Maybe if we do, it'll take 10 years. But these were people who had to be there day in and day out, sometimes working excruciatingly long hours and facing a mass influx of patients, uh, in many cases with a deadly virus, uh, running through their entire and body, and then screaming at them. and then their friends are at home in Zoom meetings, yeah. doing their work. I, I think that's a big part for of Amazon it. Yeah. or Microsoft and the like. And then they get out of the two, three years of the pandemic, and they're just like, "I'm, I'm burned out from all of totally this." Totally burned out, and and it, it's it's worse in rural areas where they pay less. Um, but so, it, uh, bottom line is, uh, get healthy, stay healthy. Don't don't rely on. I it took my daughter. Um, it took I, it, for my varmint. It took two months to get an appointment for new for a new prescription. Uh, she, they, her glasses were getting less effective, and I said, "Okay, no, we, we got a month." Um, it took two months to get in there. When we got in there, I said, "Pick three frames. We're leaving here with you know we can't we can't risk one broken pair. Um, so get a backup pair always. I've never worn glasses, but I know I learned the hard way. Have a backup pair." And then get a backup pair for the backup pair. And <clears throat> so never mind. Uh, it's the same with the VA, by the way. The VA pay, pays pretty good. Pretty good bennies. I, I, I can't get in there for for that steel plate in my head. Thanks, Bin Laden. Um, I don't really have a steel plate in my head. But, um, but it's all backed up, and it's all because the actual people with the actual you know needles and stethoscopes aren't there. Uh, all right. Uh, back in a second with... Uh, some uh, some news about the the loyalty of the PGA. A former president chiming in about taking Saudi money for a golf tournament within sight of the uh, of of Ground Zero, Manhattan. Is it um, is it too soon for Lincoln jokes? We don't know. Uh, we'll we'll discuss. Also, check your text 800-465-8770. Back in a second. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. AM 770 KTTH. Brian sits here with the producer, Greg. From the uh, the, the text line, Greg, um, 
from uh, the 310 area code uh, there in Puyallup. Quote, you two are the only people who care about stickball. STFU and focus on more relevant things. Ah, oh, good morning. It's a little early on a Tuesday for STFU, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And we also we block people. The text line fact checkers are hard at work. What a jackal, by the way. It's it's the day. <laughs> it's the day of the Major League All Star Game. Um, ironically, in the three one zero area code. So, um, rando. Someone from the seven one four writes in, guys. The league that wins the MLB All Star Game winner uh, no longer gets home field advantage. What the hell Ooh, they get? That was our bad. Well, what do they get? There is <laughs> they some get, incentive. They get a nice pat on the back now. Apparently, free this, hats. This practice ended about four or five years ago, so you can tell how much baseball I've been watching in recent years. Um. By the way, for the record, uh, I do owe a hundred bucks to a animal shelter of my choice. Uh, oh, it, do you? ABC World News tonight. I'll I'll play it maybe coming up uh, here. But they they did uh, the, the, their lead story was the Uvalde Texas report. Uh, they talked to parents and blah 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 blah. Then they did get to the Indiana thing and they showed a picture of the twenty two year old uh, uh, guy who was legally armed. Not that I would care. And and killed the the shooter. They showed a picture of the shooter, and of course he was a twenty year old blue-eyed white kid and we're going to find out he was being um, evicted from his apartment he was fired from his job and he moved out from his mommy and daddy and fill in the blank uh, uh, he was probably grew up on adderall or whatever and then um, bad stuff happens do and, you want to hear anything from the greenwood police chief about the good samaritan uh, yeah. that shooting all right here he is i personally didn't speak to him um i did watch the video the surveillance video which captured um pretty much the entire incident. I will say um, his actions were nothing short of heroic. Um, he engaged the, the gunman from quite a distance with a handgun, uh, was very proficient in that, very tactically sound, and as he moved to uh, close in on the suspect, he was also motioning for people to exit behind him. Um, he has to our knowledge, uh, he has no police training and no uh, military background. Hire him. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, you know, good, good, good for him. And um, I got a personal text regarding you, so maybe that one uh, doesn't belong on the air. Regarding me? Yeah. Little old me. Who's mad at me now? Uh, you don't. You don't want this guy. Mad. Greg. Greg is wrong. As two boys doing something. Every uh, every concealed carrier knows indiscriminate fire is the best way to go to jail. And then he s s says a one-word insult. Uh, <laughs> did he drink someone's Kool-Aid or what? So anyway, is I'll, I'll my, smooth things over. This with, from uh, my comments yesterday? Yeah, that what if a whole bunch of people have concealed carry and all that. And that's, uh, that's a Nancy Pelosi made-up nightmare is what that is. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, David says, uh, I don't carry everywhere because I expect to use my gun, but that I can protect. Wait, okay. This Mike, what? I don't carry everywhere because I expect to use my gun, but that I can protect my wife and three boys if I am put in that si situation. God forbid. Okay. Well, well look, we'll pass I, that on to Mike. I know all our listeners and your friend who texted you are salt of the earth, upstanding citizens who would only ever use a firearm if absolutely necessary against the bad guys. But guess what? We are a diverse population 
And oh, if, there's plenty of asshats. If, 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 yeah. if an asshat had a gun in his back pocket and was mad at someone on the roadways or upset that someone cut him off in line getting into a movie or something like that, some people just need an excuse and thank God they don't have a piece in their back pocket at all times. That's my point. Uh, yeah, there's there's um, people that lack clarity of thought and uh, and and until they have a felony, they can still possess a firearm and uh, and all that. We're we're talking about um, the the effect of the pandemic on our hospital system, and I forgot to kind of close out the point is that a mask mandate is not going to lessen the overtax on the hospital healthcare system up and down the west coast and across the country right now because. Intake of COVID is not the issue. Spread of COVID is not the issue. The issue is the discharge, um, and that's around the country. And and the uh, words and the reason I mentioned that is because uh, Jason the Mason says my wife works as a CNA, certified nursing assistant. The mandate has decimated the labor supply, and that's the you know CNA is is that entry level into healthcare. And if you, you know, there, there's loads and loads of people that didn't want to get a vaccine. And now that it's receding, the, the effects in, in healthcare and the criminal justice and the court system are, are just hitting us. This is really interesting. The, the Atlantic magazine, no, no uh, conservative bastion is the Atlantic. Uh, the cause of the crime wave is hiding in plain sight. When and and bottom line up front, when the speed of repercussions drops, society loses a key deterrent against unlawful behavior. Um, oddly, well, who knew? Who who, who could have predicted this? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so uh, he skips ahead. Criminologists have offered several explanations for the increase, including uh, increase in in homicide and violent crime in general, uh, 2019 to 2021. Uh, including the rise in gun sales early in the pandemic, changes in police behavior following the protests over the murder of George Floyd. By, and by the way, that's a euphemism. Changes in police behavior, uh, as a, as I say, early retirement. Um, and the social disruption disruptions closed by closures of schools and interruptions in social services. <clears throat> so you're you're getting to to closer to the core of it. Um. And then the speed of the criminal justice system is is another uh, another issue, and and that is it it absolutely came to a a, a crawl, um, and and also combine that with empty prisons because you're um, you're you're overthinking the lethality of a disease that is even even if you're in prison unless you're over forty five. Um, you're, you're, you weren't really at risk. And so we, we early released a lot of people in Washington, Oregon, California, um, in, in most blue States. And guess, guess what? We've validated why they were in prison in the first place. Uh, and so I, I think we're seeing that. I don't know about the, the rise in gun sales. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen people who could lawfully purchase a gun suddenly out, you know, gangbanging. Um, are, is the implication that gun burglaries or something are up? Uh, you know, I I would say the proliferation because uh, because criminal gangs have discovered this. If if you wanted to buy a gun on the street ten years ago, it would be it would have been burgled from somebody in Issaquah or whatever, and it would have been two thousand bucks or or whatever. W- with the pro- proliferation of, of of the ease of having. Uh, of buying a mail order gun kit 
um, <clears throat> I mean, I know what I'm seeing. Uh, then you you got someone who looked at that and said, hmm, I'm this kind of criminal, but I'm going to learn the skill of making one of these, and then I'm going to buy a whole bunch. I'm going to go to gun shows. I'm going to buy them by the dozens. I'm just going to sit at home and make one every half an hour and make a thousand bucks per gun. So that's going to be two thousand bucks an hour. And I mean, for for people who've never done this, listen. My, the the first handgun, the first handgun I made was a Glock forty three, a little single stack nine, and and it, it I learned a lot of lessons in that half hour. The second one I make functioned flawlessly. The third one I made functioned flawlessly. The fourth one I made functioned flawlessly. So you you learn on that first one. Well, okay, I'm not going to give criminals the the benefit of of. Oh, I mean, I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt when, when there's an incentive to to making them correctly. They're going to do it, and you know, and I'm talking about a 17 year old can can buy them and make them. Um, and then sell them because if you're willing to break the law a little law, you're willing to break a big law. I can't and I don't w- ever want to sell mine because they don't have serial numbers. And if I do, though, the law is I have to put a serial number on it and it has to go through the ATF. And that's just the way it works. Well, criminals, oddly enough, don't have the respect for the uh, for the law of the land as I do. And, and that is like in L.A. County, in Alameda County, where Oakland is. Uh, law enforcement there have said about nearly 50% of gun crime, when they recover a gun, uh, is a unserialed uh, kit gun, called a ghost gun. But let's call it a kit gun. Um, <clears throat> they, they, they crack the code. And, uh, you know, shockingly, criminals will find ways to commit crimes, um, said every generation in recorded history. Um Boy, it's the hottest it's ever been in Europe ever, except for the one time it was warmer in Europe. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, that and more coming up. Uh, and how did Network News cover the armed citizen ending a mass shooter? Uh, really, uh, three is bad enough, but he, the guy planned on, well, a score, a big, big score. But uh, someone else uh, stopped the guy. Uh, we'll, we'll play that uh, here in just a second. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. I am 770 KTTH Brian Suits here, and uh, former President Trump on his social media, True Social, uh, yesterday, uh, uh, mocking the, uh, the PGA and telling telling golfers uh, to look, a merger is coming between the Saudi-backed uh, LIV uh, golf tour and the PGA, so go for the money now. The guy who just won the British Open uh, w- was asked about this. Uh, he's he's an Aussie, and Greg Nolman, the president of the LIV, uh, an Aussie as well, is clearly courting the guy, and a, a, a big offer is going to go his way. He won't he won't say. Um, Trump has a tournament coming up at his Trump National in New Jersey, and some nine eleven families are condemning him for hosting the Saudi funded LIV golf tournament. Uh, this is what uh, Trump said on True Social yesterday. Uh, quote, all of all of those golfers that remain, quote, loyal, close quote, to the very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with LIV comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing after the merger takes place and only 
uh, and only say how smart the original signees were. Good luck to all, and congratulations to really talented Cam Smith on his incredible win. Um, so, uh, so, it, and any, anyway, here, see, uh, uh, on, I separate the international relations with the Saudis that were inevitable and inescapable. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, there's no op- chance of me joining the LIV golf tournament, not because they're not going to make me a healthy offer, but because I'm not a golfer. Okay. There's that, <clears throat> but I, I thoroughly understand uh, you know, people that, that say, I, you know, I don't want to take that money. That That's blood money and, and the whole thing. I, I just to remind everybody, um, October 11th, 2001, a month after a certain event. And this is, this is at the high tide of Rudy Giuliani. This is before he became a vampire, whatever he is now with hair dye melting down the side of his face and, and, and the whole thing. But this is at the height of his popularity. October 11th, 2001, a month after. Mayor, this is the New York Times. Mayor Rudy Rudolph W. Giuliani said today that New York City would not accept a $10 million charitable donation from a wealthy prince from Saudi Arabia who criticized the American government's policies in the Middle East. Um, the uh, the prince, uh, Prince Al-Walid bin Talal bin Abdul Aziz Al Saud, was one of many foreign visitors who have gone with the mayor to Ground Zero at the destroyed World Trade Center, and I mean, it, you know, they're they're dump trucking away wreckage. It it, it was still smoking a month later. Uh, Giuliani initially accepted the check as he had several times from government and private industry leaders. Um, however, uh, it it was accompanied uh, with a letter from the prince, and it said, "quote I would also like to condemn all forms of terrorism, and in doing so, I am reiterating Saudi Arabia's strong stance against." these tragic and horrendous acts, close quote. Um, but there was a press release with the letter, and the press release said, quote, however, at times like this one, we must address some of the issues that led to such a criminal attack. I believe the government of the United States of America should reexamine its policies in the Middle East and adopt a more balanced stance towards the Palestinian cause. Our Palestinian brethren continue to be slaughtered at the hands of Israelis while the world turns the other cheek. Okay. This this here's a guy a month after fifteen of his countrymen of the nineteen hijackers kill three thousand Americans he hands a check with a cluck, cluck note attached to it so you know uh, good for Giuliani do you all everybody remembers this right um and what were you in two thousand one were you in college. Yeah, it was my first week over at uh, Whitworth University. I had a little TV set in my dorm room, and I remember waking up to the burning Twin this, Towers. This was, uh, you know, th- 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 at the time, there was so much Giuliani love. This just added to it. He was America's mayor. But, but I mean, just to remind people, you know, they gave the check back to uh, Prince Al-Walid bin Talal bin Abdulaziz Al-Saud. They said, uh, here, consume a satchel of Richards, take your check back, Bye. Get on your Gulf Stream, back to Saudi Arabia, uh, probably with the Bin Laden family, and uh, and off you go. Um, One, you're making me sad because I remember how sane and awesome Giuliani was once upon for, for a time. That, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rudy, what happened? Uh, and again, uh, fast forward 20 years for my second point, times have changed uh, more and more. I'm finding that people can't see beyond their own self-interest here. You've got David Faraday, uh, who's an NBC golf analyst, who's hilarious. His show is Faraday. Yes. Very funny guy. Strong. Is it Irish accent? or I, I, uh, Yeah, yeah. Maybe Scottish. 
Um, but just a, a brilliant guy. He's taking uh, the sports washing money to go over to the Live Golf League. Yeah. Charles Barkley said he would take a meeting with the Live Golf League. That's terrible. And again, folks, ask yourself if a deal is go- too good to be true. It probably is. The Saudi prince has over $100 billion in his purse that he can pull from. And so... He doesn't care uh, about making money with this live golf venture. He cares about luring away the best players in the world to make his kingdom look better. And and this is this is something that that you know point out to your kids before they admire LeBron James. Here's a guy who lectures America about how we're still practically a slave society, yet he takes Chinese money left and right, and the Chinese literally have slave children making electronics and um and uh, or they're re-educating them um and 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 doesn't see a contradiction there what's and then and he wonders he puts himself in in britney griner's mind space and he says you know if i were her i'd be saying i don't even want to come back to the united states hey clown she's she's regretting anything she's ever said against the united states right now she she wants to get back here so damn fast and and you know, like I say, I know exactly the Saudis don't hide who they are. Um, they're just trying to wash it. And uh, it's a smart play. It, it really it, it is, is a smart play. But uh, you know, I'll I'll like 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 that prince a month after nine eleven. You know, he he that press release about well, America needs to look at what they did to bring this on themselves. It's like at telling a rape victim, well, were you you know if you hadn't worn that miniskirt, and and so. Um, you know, the Chinese don't hide who they are and the Saudis don't hide who they are. And, and so, um, you know, I, like I say, I really admire Tiger, you know, on a personal level, the guy messed his marriage up and that's a different deal. Um, uh, but on this, you know, being offered nearly a billion dollars and, and having the level headedness to say, I, I don't need the money enough to bend over for, for that country. Yeah, yes, there'll be convenient air bases when uh, the United States and Israel are bombing Iran in September, but um, I, I don't need to emulate or validate uh, their version of Islam, which, in fact, most of their neighbors don't. <clears throat> um, and they, they farm out their national defense. They're, they're the ultimate mercenary country, and they, that's the relationship they have with the entire world. Hell, they bought the Egyptian Navy two aircraft carriers because they didn't want to man them. They said, here, have two carriers. You can even name them after Egyptians. Um, that That's the relationship that they have with most every country in the world. And why wouldn't they? They, they have oil. That's the relationship we've had with them. Uh, and that's how they see us. But I, you don't have to take their money. That's the crazy thing about money. You don't, you don't have to take it. <laughs> 